Hello everyone and welcome to Across the Stars, a Star Wars podcast about all things Star Wars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Across the Stars. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined today for this Star Wars podcast by a very special guest, my friend, Matt. How are you doing, friend? I'm all right. That is that is good, right? All right? Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're good. It's for, you know, we're, taking, we're about a seven, about a six, you know, so okay. it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I got Matt on the phone because, obviously, there's a pandemic and um you know we don't want to uh i don't know (laughs) i wouldn't mind having him here but you know what it's okay you know he lives far away and uh you know on top of everything else so um we're gonna be talking about star wars of course but we're gonna focus on kind of how disney has handled star wars and why we have not got a got a movie yet in regards Mm -hmm. to the old republic because it's just some of like the best they're, extended they're just universe ignore, material. Yeah, they're, they're ignoring like one of the best. Like I personally haven't read many of the novels, but I have played the absolute shit out of Knights of the Old Republic one and Knights of the Old Republic two. Man, dude, the story in Knights of the Old Republic two is just full of so much great content that's totally cinematography worthy. And they're just they're just ignoring it. Yeah, even the like the trailers for like the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic, like the cinematic. Oh yeah, like, yeah, the ones for the MMORPG were better Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're watching those, they're... you're just like, why can't you just make this a movie? Obviously, yeah. like the game doesn't look like that because it's not we in engine. Watch, but... We want to watch. We want to watch armies of people with laser swords fight each other. Come on, man. Yeah. One yeah. side's all. One side's got a bunch of red lightsabers. The other side's got a bunch of blue and green ones. And the occasionally yellow. Right. Yeah. I mean, and just like, you know, myself as like a fan, I've read like the Darth Bane books and the Raven book. And I I, I know they're I've heard all about the books. Um, I've heard they're fantastic. I just, you know, there's so much reading content when it comes to Star Wars that it's really hard to, you know, just dive into it. (laughs) Right. Especially when, you know, Disney bought Star Wars and then none of it's canon, which to be fair, like you can understand a little bit why they don't want to have to like try to like make everything work make everything work right and even george lucas kind of considered it a parallel universe not necessarily his universe yeah um so you know there's a little give and take with that but even so when um david benioff and db wise the guys who did game of thrones were hired for star wars movies the rumor Mm -hmm. was that their movie was going to be an old republic movie Mm -hmm. but who knows? Because Star Wars is dysfunctional under Disney, and everything is falling yeah, apart and getting canceled. It's um, like it's like like straight up just to like state how much but like how much I love Star Wars. When I watched the first episode, like the last scene of Episode Two of The Mandalorian, you know, spoiler alert. Could, do, do we need to do something special? For no, no, alert? no. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't okay. watched it, watch it. If you yeah. tune out for five seconds i don't you know, know when he's flying away with the baby and that guy gives him that salute with the jetpack you know and the music's all happy and peppy and it's just the mandalorian and his baby yoda buddy going on great space adventures and it makes you feel good about yourself you know right and it just seems like the new star wars movies are just trying so hard to be dark and edgy and i just started crying my eyes out when i first saw that scene of the mandalorian so so happy yeah the mandalorian it's, like 
Um, Knocked it out of the park for me personally. Like, I know there are a couple issues some people like, but, you know, I grew up watching Star Trek, so I was kind of used to the episodes that have no cohesion, you know, where they're just kind of wandering around. But, well, yeah, I mean, that was television yeah. until, like, the 90s. Like the, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it was just fun space adventures. It's just start, it's just let's paint Star Wars on it and it works. Yeah, the, the Mandalorian is the best thing that's ever come out of Star Wars, in my opinion. Probably. Absolutely, it's like, it's an old. It's just so much fun, you know. I could sit down and watch all those episodes yeah. in a row, and I could just be endlessly entertained for hours. Like, right, and it's I. It's, I mean, go ahead. It's because they're trusting the right people to do the right things. Like the, everyone who worked on that are are people who love Star Wars and understand Wars, it. Yeah. And, and Dave Filoni over everyone, like he he considers George Lucas like the Bible of Star Wars. Like he will never Absolutely. do anything that doesn't adhere to what George Lucas would have approved of. Yeah, and to like the actors, like I, uh, I think his name is Pablo Pascal or, or something. I, I might. Be oh yeah, uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, he said that when he first learned that he got the role, he was brought in like you know he thought he was just going to be like a one-off, one one episode villain, and then he learned he was a Mandalorian, and he said he started crying like at the interview. <laughs> it was really, it was really touching. So like you know, it's it's just great. That there are people that are that passionate about Star Wars actually working on the projects. You know. Yeah, that's what's important. I mean, J.J. Abrams didn't want to do Star Wars to begin no, with. No, he obviously didn't. Uh, like. <laughs> you know, even even like uh, he, like he was okay with doing Star Trek because he was never really a Star Trek fan, but he yeah. was always a fan of Star Wars, which, yeah. you know, he felt like he wouldn't be able to do justice to what he needed to. And obviously fans make everything worse, and Star Wars fans uh, the can, can be, yeah, just... <laughs> Like, it's funny because <clears throat> I started, like, following, like, a lot of people, like, from, like, Twitter that are, like, Star Wars fan accounts and stuff. Yeah. And, like, for the most part, it was all really positive, uplifting, like, supporting each other. But, like, the more mm-hmm. I followed them, the more I saw all the shit come again and all the yeah. tearing people down. And and if well, you if you, if you you like the sequel trilogy, then you suck. If you hate it, you suck. Like, come on. So that's why I kind of understand, like, Disney, like, has mishandled, like, at that point, after seeing Rise of the Skywalkers, like, if they, they didn't they didn't put the hard brakes on that project, and they should have said, let's take a long look at what we're trying to do with this trilogy here, you know? They obviously didn't do that, and they just let J.J., hey, why don't you just put your foot on the gas and just turbo through that entire movie? Yeah. <laughs> because, I, like, the, the pacing of that movie was so off. And it's just... Uh, I think... And it, I mean, obviously, everything wrong with the new sequel trilogy is a result of Disney not having a plan. Their plan mm-hmm. was just put out Absolutely. Star Wars movies and make yeah, money. Yeah, let's just make a let's just make a Star Wars movie. Like you know, he's got the Jedi guys, and you know, there's the bad guy, and they blow up the planets, and everybody likes that. You know, right? I mean, they they brought in J.J. Abrams, who I thought did a decent job with the Force Awakens. First, like, well, yeah, the the Force Awakens. <laughs> like I was still full of hope. I was like, okay, you know, that wasn't like amazing, but right. Empire Empire Strikes Back to me is one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. Right. So following that sense of logic, okay, maybe the next one will be fantastic. And uh, we all know how that turned. Well, the the unfortunate part about the Last Jedi is that it is a good movie, but it's a terrible yeah. Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's just like like everything to me in that movie that's not something quote unquote Star Wars. Like everything in the movie thematically is mm-hmm. it to me is brilliant. Absolutely. When that when that when when the admiral turned that ship around in hyperspace into the super star destroyer or whatever that was. Right. Oh my god, that was one of the coolest scenes I've ever seen in like cinematography, cinematography history. It was just it was beautiful, you right. know. I mean, sound direction. 
the, yeah, the, the the issue is like jj abrams did one and then they didn't care what ryan johnson did after that they're just like do your own thing be creative <laughs> yeah and then then they brought jj back but originally they had colin trevorrow which would have been mm-hmm. another just do your own thing you know be creative yeah which, no cohesive yeah, that's no that's cohesive, the issue no yeah. Like, I'm okay with you having three different directors as long as you have a plan. Like, Kevin Feige mm. doesn't direct every Star Wars movie or every Marvel movie, but he yeah. knows what's going to, what, what the main things need to be put into that movie to make things work. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, dealing with Star Wars fans, like you were saying earlier, just isn't an easy thing to do. So, it didn't George Lucas, like, basically give up the franchise because of how toxic the fan base was? Or yeah. was that just a rumor on the No, internet? no, no. That's absolutely true. George Lucas sold yeah. Star Wars 100% because of fans. And, yeah, and Daisy Ridley, like, deleted most of her social media because of how much hate she was getting online. From, yeah. Like, you know, oh, you stupid blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, yep. And Kelly, like, Kelly Marie Tran did the same, who played Rose. Um, nice. and then Fucking the ridiculous. John Boyega who played Finn, he's, he's just happy to be moving on from star Wars, you know, it's like, Absolutely. it sucks. Absolutely. And I feel like he got robbed too, because like if this, if a stormtrooper would have become like the main guy, the main hero, that would have been great. You know, that would have been such a cool art, but it, they just, I don't know. Like there's so many things, there's so many weird choices they made in that movie, you know, like, well, they, all the movies. they wanted they wanted the trio, you know, they wanted the Han, Luke, yeah. and Leia kind of aspect, but they didn't yeah. know what to do with the characters or the dynamics, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, so, so none of it really worked all that well. The, the thing is, right, even so, I still like all the movies, and I'll still mm-hmm. watch them. Mm-hmm. The, the issue is just that we, we got kind of the short end of the stick because, uh, like, George yeah, Lucas it, should not do these movies, but his absolutely. ideas should be put into them. Yeah, because I watched, you know, like, like I've told you before, and this will probably give me a lot of hate from random strangers on the internet, but I don't care because I've been on the internet all my life. Um, it, sorry, let me, give me a second to put my thoughts, like, in order. No worries, no worries. Uh, you can go ahead and talk about another subject while I'm trying to think about this. Sorry, well, real quick. I'll just, like, continue, like, kind of with that idea that mm-hmm. George Lucas oh, shouldn't. No, okay. Hey, sorry, this is going to give me a lot of hate. Um, I really... I enjoyed the Phantom Menace because I was 10 years old, like I was nine years old when I watched it and it was really fun. I thought the pod racing scene was super cool. And I feel like they could always, they always, they, why haven't they made a pod racing movie yet? That's the real question. But like, dude, Attack of the Clones was just, <laughs> that was just, oh, uh, episode three was great. But man, Attack of the Clones was, that's like, we're talking like the room, all right? Levels. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Attack of the Clones? Okay, like? so Attack of the Clones is a movie where, uh, when I first saw it, I was eight years old. So uh, you're nostalgic. So I I saw it in theaters, um, mm-hmm. at a midnight showing. All the all the uh, prequels I saw at midnight showings with my dad. Um, mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, obviously I'm eight. Like I'm like I don't I don't really think about it that much. I just think like there's certain things that are really cool when like fucking mace windu shows up ignites his yep. purple lightsaber like yep. defeats the horn monster flips. cuts the head yep. off of jango fett like does the flip off the top like yep. it's just, like all these jedi show up you've never seen that before like it's just it's something so fucking cool mm-hmm. but obviously like going through the movie and even watching it now like everything with padme and anakin is just so cringe <laughs> like so cringe like so a theory was presented to me that's actually intentional because they said that Anakin is supposed to be offered because he was raised by a bunch of virgin monks. 
and Padme is like super enclosed. Do you think that's a good theory, like Dark Jar Jar theory, or do you think that's just that's just giving too much credit to Luke? No, it's not a good theory because all the other Jedi seem to be just fine talking to people and they were in it before him like he grew up on a planet having to try to survive as a slave like and adapt and and overcome like obviously like sure he's gonna be awkward but like he's not awkward he's just like like he's not awkward at all he's not just like weird like he's confident but in a creepy way (laughs) like he's just like oh yeah oh padme you're so hot (laughs) like (laughs) Like, you know, like, oh, we, we should love each other and shit. That like whole movie, that whole sequence at the Naboo Palace or whatever, it was just like, I was sitting there, like, watching that, like, my face and my hands. Like, I can't remember how old I was, but, man, I was just like, yeah. what? The, the scene that works the best is when they're in the field. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like she's, like, talking about how the Senate works, and then Anakin's like, well, I think it should work this way. And then, like, you know, it's very playful and kind of cute, but, like, it's, there's nothing weird or, like, or cringe about that scene, but every other scene they're in together is just so fucking weird. Yeah, so. it is. <laughs> and it's not because, like, they're awkward people. It's because it's just Anakin is, like, a creeper, and, yeah. and Padme is, like, not interested, but then all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, I've loved you this whole time." Like, no, you haven't. Like, wh- like, where's the evidence of like that? You were like a kid when you met him. Too. That's the one thing I always go back to. Is like, man, how old was that baby Anakin when Padme and him first met? He's like nine. And she was like what, seventeen or sixteen? Fourteen. Damn. Like, it, th- that's the thing. Is like, it's so crazy because. Like, I, I don't buy this awkwardness. To me, it's not awkward at all. Like, uh-huh. it, it's just creepy. Yeah, it's like, weird. And, and then the message is, hey, if you get really angry because your mom dies and murder a bunch of people, that's very attractive to women. <laughs> like. Yeah, dude, don't you know? Yeah, it's just serial, throw a fit, it's a you know? Killer, it's a serial killer thing. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I, I, I still like Attack of the Clones, but to me, it's definitely the worst of the prequels. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Phantom Menace, like, has, like, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn has become one of the best characters in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and just, like, the the oh. fight with Darth Maul, obviously, is unrivaled. The pod race. The, dude, it's just the pod racing, but that fight with Darth Maul, dude, and Duel of the Fates, you know, it's just, like, God, that was, like, almost like a sexual experience when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, you're just sitting there, and then it's, like, dun, dun. Yeah. And then, like, one saber goes out, he's like, oh, shit, it's red. And then a second saber goes out, you're like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> just start doing flips and shit. And, well, you know, like, they, they kill Qui-Gon Jinn, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, even, even like, the the first time, like, we see Darth Maul fight Qui-Gon on Tatooine, like, he does the flip off the bike. He's yeah, like, dude, that's so, so fucking bad. cool. I'm, I'm so glad they, they, like, the Clone Wars series took him in the way they did, where they turn him into this awesome criminal mastermind. It was so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His his evolution as a character really worked. And then even, like, carrying over into Rebels. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you watched Rebels, but... I did, I did. I watched the final scene he was in with uh, old Ben. And that was a that was a great scene. That was like a, it was like an old-school samurai fight, like how, like, you know, the lightsaber duels were originally intended. Yeah. And it, it was just badass. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, I actually saw someone, like, ask uh, that question. Um, like, they're like, oh, what, wh- like... Darth Vader was so badass in Rogue One, but how come, mm-hmm. like, in A New Hope, like, he doesn't do that shit against Obi-Wan? And, like, mm-hmm. o- obviously you can be like, oh, well, because the movies were made 40 years apart or whatever. Yeah, but I, I, but I, I, the, the, the in-story answer is because Darth Vader became way more powerful in that time. Yeah. 
but he doesn't know if obi-wan also became way more powerful you know yeah like he doesn't know he like they're they're tentatively like trying each other out because they don't know you know what's happened Mm -hmm. you know so absolutely and to like that scene like i feel like darth vader in a way would want to because obi-wan kenobi's always been most famous for his like crazy lightsaber techniques right like all, all of his different mixing of the styles and such and just like how creative he has been like just flowing between each different fighting style and pose. And like I think he's probably wanted to see that Darth Vader might or Anakin might want to see if he could beat Kenobi one on one in a you know lightsaber battle, which is the ultimate test of right. Jediness. I don't know, because like, you know, the whole the whole lightsaber combat thing is like mind, body, focus, all that shit. So it could yeah right and and it's crazy because darth vader was so powerful but also yeah. so limited because of his body yeah absolutely like you know he had to be in that back to tank like what for six or seven hours basically like sleeping right but yeah he was always in yeah. pain because yeah. of his like arm metal arms and stuff like he can't use the force lightning but he still managed to become this incredibly powerful sith, sith. lord yeah oh uh, dude did you play um fallen order the Jedi game. I played the first like level, like what, like I, I'm at the part where you're on the train, so I'm not very far nice. into it. Oh, can I spoil it for you, or do you do what I actually want to play? That no, game? that's fine. I don't care. Okay, Darth Vader is in the very end. Oh my God, he's so badass. He just like picks, he just starts like ripping apart a base to kill you. It's like so intimidating. <laughs> and his like the first words he says to you is, "You should run." <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, it's 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 fan. like they. I love it when they do that so well. Like in Rogue One, you know, like that scene. Like God, I love Rogue One yeah. so much because that Darth Vader scene was just so perfect. It was the absolute best way to end that movie. I love everything about Rogue One except for when Darth Vader says, "Careful not to choke not to on choke your aspirations." On your what are you talking about? He's a, he's an asshole. Everything sucks. So now he's just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's just his mo. <laughs> this is the worst because it's just i don't know like it's like I, it makes sense because it's like cringe anakin again right yeah, like, and he's just like a di- but i think like darth <laughs> vader is like just supposed to be the ultimate dick like he's just an asshole for no reason like in the very first movie some dude tells him like look man like we have a station that can blow up planets we don't need your fake religion telling us what to do anymore and he just starts choking the shit out of him he's like what the fuck did you say is yeah got him yeah no vader's a dick that one scene where he crashed and then didn't he like detonate all the all the grenades like of the soldiers around him it's not like a comic or something oh yeah 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 that was good that was so yeah. good i have that comic too oh that's badass um yeah even like uh like his fight with ahsoka and uh mm-hmm. in rebels oh, like that was badass. so good and then like you never really find out what happens to ahsoka until like the last season yeah but like that's crazy that's still crazy to me yeah, like, too, he, like she's gonna be in the Mandalorian. I can't wait. I know. Yeah. Be, oh, as well as uh Bo Katan is gonna be in, I believe. Yep. Um yep. and Boba Fett, like played yeah. by the guy who played Jango Fett, Bo- which makes yep, perfect yep. sense. <laughs> yep, because he's a clone. Yeah. She's, so yep. yeah, that's gonna be good. It's, yeah, so hopefully, like, you know, maybe Disney will just stop making movies and let the people who are making the Mandalorian and the clone <laughs> well i mean they did i mean th- they got taika watiti doing a star wars movie now yeah they is like dude he was so good as ig like, yeah ugh. um yeah. what was it but that that la- but also the last season of clone wars that they released on disney plus some of that stuff was just heartbreaking you know like yeah man. so I, I just really hope they keep down that path you know, I, I think i think that season altogether was good but like the the story like the arc with like the sisters was kind of pointless to me 
Yeah, no, there was definitely a lot of filler in that. I think that was just for like, oh, let's make a Star Wars show we can sell to kids. And then they, yeah. you know, started making, oh, but hey, there's like a fandom now. And then they started getting into like, we don't, the economy can't handle this war for any more months. Like, we have to <laughs> shut down. Like, and I was like, wait, what? Now I'm paying attention. Yeah. And they were talking about credit rates and stuff. And I just thought that was so fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm excited for the next phase of Star Wars because I think... Yes, I am. Yep. I, I hope Disney will learn from the mistakes. Yeah. Um, which, again, like, obviously all the Star Wars movies that came out, the sequel trilogy, were massively successful movies. Absolutely. Um, like, they were rationally successful. But spiritually, yeah. they were robbing. Yeah. And, like, the movies aren't bad simply because they're a money grab. Like, it's actually yeah. the content of the films... And how there's no cohesion, which makes them bad. I, see, that's not, but another thing is too is like Luke. This is the one thing that always bothered me the most, right? Luke at the beginning of Episode Four was this impulsive, brash young man, right? Mm-hmm. And by Episode Six, he was this ultra patient Jedi that always walked around super methodically and like you know just was always super calm most of the time, you know, unless unless he was like you know on the bridge with the Emperor telling him all his friends are going to die. So, um. And Ray is exactly the same person that she is in the first movie as she is in the last movie. You know, like there's no huge personality change or like she doesn't seem like she's gotten any wiser. Or she doesn't seem like she's just gotten more powerful. And that's not character development, you know. So, or do you, do you disagree with me in that? Or uh, do you, what do you I'd, I'd have to really think about it because um, I really haven't. Um, okay. Yeah, when we meet Ray, it's much different than when we meet. Luke, because yeah. Ray, when we meet her in in Force Awakens, is already very capable. Um, yes. like she's lived, she's been like pretty. She's an orphan, pretty much. Like she yep. had to learn to survive and scavenge her whole life, and so yep. you know she's a very capable person already. Yes, um, and then as we move into the next movie, this is this is one of the biggest issues uh, of mm-hmm. this trilogy is that. You know, between A New Hope and, and Empire Strikes Back, you have some time. You have time yes. there. You don't know how yep, much yep. time, but you know there's there's been an in-between. There's like eight or nine months, you know? Like, it's just like, hey, some stuff took place that could happen off-screen. Like, you know, the evacuation of the base, the moving right. to a new location. Yeah, and, just, and, and even Luke, like, obviously has, like, been practicing some things in that time. Absolutely. You know, you know? whereas we pick up, in the last jedi exactly where, right we, left where off, we left off which yep. is which is really bad like you you don't have any time to breathe and that, that's one of the issues with that movie is everything kind of goes like really fast paced even yeah. though like it feels like a slow trudge you know when the ship is being tracked down it's mm-hmm. it's it's everything is just moving you know yeah. like you never have a second to breathe while watching the movie absolutely and like in the last jedi um oh wait i lost my train of thought I'll come back yeah the the last jedi would have been better if there's some time between there obviously yeah. they want to have the scene of luke getting the lightsaber and throwing it which a lot of people have a problem with i guess it is kind of dumb but like y- you absolutely like you don't have to show all this weird training shit you can absolutely have like three months of time between there yeah absolutely and too like another problem is, is that I got my train of thought back now. Is like we were the first order was originally made out to be like this little fuck off faction of the empire in the in the dark half end exactly. corner of space, and the next thing you know, they've taken over the galaxy because they blew up the republic. And it's like, but you just blew up like their most valuable asset. 
and with all those soldiers, with all those ships probably nearby, you know, like the entire planet exploded. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know, it's like in the Game of Thrones season eight, you know, like, oh, we lost Happy and Sully, but we're going to take King's Landing anyway, even though, like, you know, we just said we're, like, at dire straits when it comes to forces. Yeah. But they just, but they just troll through anyway. Like, you know, it makes no consistent sense. Like, it's just, what? Huh? You the, know? The First Order, conceptually, is so bad. Yes, it is. Because like, it's, just, it's just like, yeah. oh, guys, we're going to make this, like, you know, r- this faction from the Empire that ended 20 years ago, but, you know, these people stuck around and rebuilt it, right? Yeah. But... Then we have the resistance. Why do you need a resistance against a small group of insurgents? Yeah, and like, why? Why is the old republic pushing around the issue with people that are claiming to be like their old adversaries? That's another thing that always confuses shit out of me. Why wouldn't the the new republic when they like basically it's like we're forming a new fourth Reich and we're forming that country right next door and we're gonna make a new fourth reich and we're gonna you know just go crazy and do all the crazy nazi things right i mean and you're just like you're sitting in like the old the new republic is just sitting there yeah i mean I, I, like okay guys do whatever you want i don't care after the fall of hitler and nazism we had the nuremberg trials what the fuck did they have in star wars they just let everybody go yeah you know the thing is like in the book the books handled it well it was complete anarchy you know in the in the new republic like it was just a bunch of fraction states and eventually the new republic started congregating them in you know slowly piece by piece like over a course of like 20 years right and you, you even know? see that and, in uh the mandalorian which is five years after the fall of the yeah, empire absolutely you know? like they're still like just a warlord he's just an imperial warlord i got all my soldiers i got some cash left over you know i got all my gear i can go around and do whatever i want because i'm yeah. like a warlord yeah, you know, and it, it's, just, it's just like they're still calling each other moth, and it, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's, but but it makes sense, you know. Yeah, it in, does. It absolutely in, makes sense. In the Force Awakens, it like it makes, it sense, makes sense at no the sense. beginning a little yeah. bit, but then that like there will be some sort of fanatics, you know, like fanatics are people like super loyal to the Empire in a corner, and mm-hmm. like you know, Kylo Ren found them, and now he's turning them into like the new Empire, and he's like making them into a new Sith Empire. Like boom! I just much better Star Wars movie. Right, but 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 then it also is stupid because Kylo Ren is not a Sith. Yeah, he's just yeah, like he's yeah, <laughs> like he, he wants has, to be, but he's not. Yeah, absolutely. So and, you know, well, that could have been the joke too because he he was always this one. He was always playing dress up in his father's legacy, his grandfather's legacy. You know, like he was carrying around the. Right. He's carrying around Darth Vader's helmet and fucking talking to it. Like, is that is that what 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 this sequel trilogy is going to devolve to? Like, in twenty years, it's going to be the brilliance of of the importance of grandfathers, except they're evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it. Like, Star Wars originally is about family, fathers and sons, hope. It's about it's about so many different things, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, it's just a story, you know. And the story encompasses well, just first off, a story is subjective to the person who's reading it, and second off, you know, a story. A good one has multiple themes. Like, you know, right. what's the overarching theme of Lord of the Rings? And you have to sit there for like nine hours and break it down. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have to try to hold their whole. There are literal college level professor dissertations on Lord of the Rings. Well, of so, course, yeah. There, there's, yeah. I mean, classes. Yep. Yeah. There's yep. a there's a Tolkien professor even so. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. It's badass. Yeah, but even like uh, what like. We we can't just be like, oh yeah, Star Wars has always been a family, father and son. So Ray had to be the granddaughter of somebody that we don't care about anymore. Yeah, as soon as they did that, I was like, this is fuck. Like, are you fucking? That was that to me. It's like you know, I hate time travel, right? Yeah, like, I rolled my I think, eyes when that was yeah, revealed. I, I think time travel is one of the most harmful literary devices because it's basically like what happened. Like, 
switching movies here, but at the end of Avengers, right, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because Thanos needs to up the ante one more time and destroy the stones for some reason. And now, like, oh, we just, we're just going to go back in time because Ant-Man and we're going to fix everything. It's going to be all good, you know? Yeah. And I just I just didn't like that at all. Like, You're I like, thought that, guys, it doesn't really make sense, but let's explain it by explaining that time travel just doesn't, doesn't make makes, sense. And everyone yeah. else, every other movie about time travel is wrong, including ours. Yeah, and I just hate time travel so much. Yeah, I, it, time it's travel like, is a bad, like, a bad literary like, device. Well, yeah, it's like you write yourself in a corner and then you're basically tunneling yourself out. Is basically what time travel is. Like you're cheating. You know? the, the only time time travel actually worked for me was in Harry Potter. Yes. Because J.K. Rowling perfect. realized how stupid time travel was and destroyed the time turner. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't make, no, no, there's no, there's no sense. Don't make no sense. But it, again, even that, which works for me, causes a lot of problems because yeah. within the boundaries of Harry Potter, Who's to say there aren't more time turners and Voldemort could use one to go back in time and kill Harry Time's, or whatever? Like, yeah, and kill Harry when he's a baby instead of just take a Glock seven in there instead of <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta you bop, just gotta bop, bop. spin the fucking time turner for about three days and you can go back that far, you know? <laughs> time travel, man. Yeah. Wow. Why did we get started on the tangent again? Sorry, I got lost again. Oh, uh, because Palpatine is her oh, grandfather. Yeah, that that whole reveal, I was just like, guys, like why? why like what's the point like why like what's the point that's what i want to know i I think the point is that ray had to face adversity and ray has to be a character who is destined to be evil and Mm -hmm. overcomes it and stays good whereas anakin was destined to be good and didn't overcome it until the very 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 end 30 years later or whatever yeah but but the issue isn't that like like, I think Ryan Johnson absolutely got this right with Ray. Her parents mm-hmm. are nobody. Her grandparents yes. should be nobody. The idea that you can come from nothing and be nobody, but still be special, still achieve great things. Is important. That's it, an important lesson. To yeah. me, that's a way more important lesson than my grandfather was Hitler and I'm good. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. No, it, it, yeah, that... You know, like the original intent of this podcast today was to, like, you know, basically give a bunch of shit, shit to Disney. And, you know, you're right. They deserve it. Like, man, it's just like it's, it just kept felt like they were right. Like, you're right. There's no consistency. Why didn't they stick with at least the same writer? It didn't need to be the same director, but it could have at least been the same writer through all three movies. You know, so I, they would make a, a plot that like rolls and flows well instead of going over like a bumpy ride. Like you're going over like. I think what they should have done is they should have listened to George Lucas Mm -hmm. and his ideas because he obviously had an idea of what he wanted to do Mm -hmm. eventually for those movies. They should have taken his ideas and his concepts. Can you take like five minutes to go over those ideas? Because I haven't heard that. I, I haven't heard that one before. All uh, I heard is that he kind of gave up because the fans are assholes. Well, so. well, when he sold Disney, he 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 thought that they would take his his ideas. Advice. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, pretty much we don't know exactly what they were, but we know he talked. Like Bob Iger came out and said, "Yeah, we spoke with George, and and he told us kind of his vision for for these films, but we decided uh-huh. to go in a different direction." Right, which is which to me is, is the problem. I don't think George Lucas should be allowed to write or direct Star Wars movies uh, because he's not a great writer and he's not even a great director. But his ideas are equal to nobody's. Like, yeah. like <laughs> his idea for Star Wars in the first place, right? He wrote and directed A New Hope, 
which <laughs> isn't the best of the original. It some people yeah. might say it's the worst. I don't think it's the worst. I think Return of the Jedi is the worst. But yeah, um, Return of the Jedi is very oddly paced. But uh, Empire Strikes Back is obviously the best, which the best. has all yep. the input from George Lucas, but the writing and direction of Irvin Kershner. Yep. You know, like. George Lucas movies work best when he collaborates with other people. Even yeah, Indiana Jones, like, like yeah, he's just he's just sitting there like, look, there's a giant, like there's there's four leg, got four legs, right? And there's a snow planet, right? We take another hit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're walking across and they're blowing up the shield generator. Right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, yeah, like he he was allowed to do whatever the fuck he wanted with the prequels. And yeah. we got some of the best and some of the worst Star Wars out of that. Absolutely. World building. Coruscant is an awesome world building idea. You know, like seeing Coruscant fully fleshed, because I don't know if that was like originally ever talked about in the original trilogy, Coruscant, you know? Yeah, we like, briefly was- saw it um, in the celebration after the the Empire was defeated. We briefly saw original, a shot of in, the fireworks. In the, origi- in the original one or was that in the, the remake one where they had like the CGI celebration scenes? Uh, I think there was an original shot. I don't know if it looked the same, but um, okay. obviously, I was, you know, I was just wondering. It's not that important, but like, yeah, you know, like still either either way, like Coruscant was awesome. You know, like it was such a like all the like it's a city planet. It's great, right? Yeah, and, and you, it's, and it's the height of civilization. It's where you know, it's like our Washington D.C. You know, or it's where the Jedi Council is located, and they're like the peacekeepers of the galaxy. It's, right? It, yeah, it's see, the Galactic Senate. It's yeah, it's something like you know, totally different. And, yeah all these opportunities man <laughs> and it would have been like the even the interesting things about the prequels is like we you know we spent a lot of time in the the main area of coruscant mm-hmm. but we also saw a little bit of like this other area where palpatine would go and meet with tyrannus yeah, yeah, like or industrial industrial and like wasteland and yeah badass yeah and I, and I believe that's where he took uh vader too after he was cut up in pieces <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know it, like we, we got a lot of really interesting good stuff, but we got a lot of really bad stuff, too, because George Lucas was left to be unfiltered and, you know. Uh, sometimes you got to filter him sometimes. Yeah. A little bit. You know, it, and that's the, that's the issue is, like, people saw The Phantom Menace and hated it. A lot of them hated it, like, said he's racist because Jar Jar Binks is, like, making fun of Jamaicans and, like, nah. all this shit. And, like, I, like, okay, as a, I think I was six, five, five when that movie came out and I saw it in theaters. At a, as a five-year-old right it wasn't yep. until i was 13 that i heard people talk shit about jar jar binks and i was like what why do people hate jar jar binks he wasn't that bad yeah he like, was just a, like he was just a dumb side character you know like he wasn't meant to be like the focal point like he came yeah he was meant to to make kids laugh or to to you know yeah. he was that's me- why that's why i really like the fruit fan of menace because i really do think of it more as a kid's movie than i do as like a serious adult movie you know because god that pod racing scene was so freaking cool like, yeah. just 10 minutes of like just a pure adrenaline like in the sound direction and that stuff like the yeah you know like uh, oh god it's, like how they look tool how they operate and stuff like man yeah. i think they made a pod and, racing episode in mandalorian and, and the narrative too like the 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 pod race itself has its own narrative story yep. which is really <laughs> interesting like i mean and george lucas made these movies while also Pushing the boundaries of technology and filmmaking. Yep. Which is incredible. Like <laughs> He's an innovator. He's always an innovator. Like, George Lucas is probably one of the biggest things. Like, the term blockbuster came from Star Wars. Yeah. People I mean, you, would wait for three hours in line to see it again. Sp- like, it is, 
special effects wouldn't be where they are today without George Lucas. Well, yes, absolutely. And, you know, the Phantom Menace had the first full CGI character. <laughs> we wouldn't have Gollum if it wasn't for Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, like, and, to, and also, like, more importantly, just, like, what he said, like, you know, fuck all these guys. I'm just going to do my own shit. Like, you know, he was just a, he was kind of a rebel almost. Right. And he, he did it. He did it. And he fucking made a blockbuster. The first and, one. And even then, he still used a lot of practical effects. Obviously, he phased yep. them out over time. Yep. Uh, but like, you know, all the, all the scale, like mini model work he did for the Phantom Menace, yep. like, all, like all of the pod racing stuff, all the audience, the, the stands, the, the whole scene was mini models. Yep. So it's just incredible what he was, what he was able to accomplish while making films that people hated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like guy's genius. Yeah. But, but no, I don't know. No I'd sit, that. I'd sit through, uh, Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones any number of times just to watch Revenge of the Sith again because I, I I can't sit through Attack of the Clones, man. I mean, I, just, I can't. Hey, I tried. I tried. It's I tried worth so it hard. because Revenge of the Sith is one of the <laughs> best great. Star Wars movies. Star Wars movies ever. It was. Fan- I love that movie. That yeah. that fight scene, like I'm sure every every Star Wars fan knows, like that fight scene is just one of the best chore like choreographed like fight scenes in history. Like the, the sword mechanics and everything, like they were so they trained for months to do it, didn't they? Yeah. But like it's just. They were playing around on lava and shit, like you know that that epic space battle in the beginning. Everything about yeah. it, you know, and just like you're just watching the Jedi get gunned down at the end of the day, like just you lose. Like that movie doesn't leave you with a feeling of hope. Yeah, I mean, you, in the fight with Palpatine, Kit Fisto got fucking got 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 fucking he ruined. Got, he got ganged. Like, yeah, they they didn't give him any ability or time to show how badass he is. But whatever. What are you gonna do when some old dude does a spinning seven twenty? at you. <laughs> I mean, okay, fine. Kill Stacey, Tyen, and the other guy, but come on, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's, he's just a little tired that day. He wasn't up to his yeah. best. But then we got to see fucking Mace Windu do his fucking badass Basically, shit. Basically, one-on-one, the pal- one-on-one, the most powerful Sith that's ever lived. One of the most powerful Sith that's yeah, ever lived. And he would have beat him, too. <laughs> if Anakin wasn't there, yeah, but for Anakin. Yeah. I would have loved to see a Mace Windu versus Anakin lightsaber fight, though. That would have been fantastic. That so we're never gonna get cool. it because yeah. they just they fucking did our boy dirty. That's what they did. Yeah. Like, <sighs> what if Anakin would have just gone back and been like, "Hey, he's a Sith Lord, but fuck you guys," and they just start mm-hmm. fighting? Yeah, dude, and they certainly sure <laughs> beat the shit out of each other, fucking force pushing shit. <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome. Like, yeah, Mace Windu's one of the only characters, one of the only Jedi I could see who would ever probably like. I could imagine him using Force lightning, like on his. Oh own. yeah, ab- absolutely. Like I could see him doing all. Like I could see him. Well, he did. You ever watch uh, Tarskowski's uh, Clone Wars series, the cartoon? The of early course, one? dude. He just he smashed General Grievous's rib cage. Yeah, and he's just like, ah, oh. it's just like it's just so like, funny. Like because like the animation is weird, but you just see like Mace Windu standing there, like being yeah. shot at like a thousand times. He's just like, doo, 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 doo. and he's deflecting the ball. Like he's not he's just moving his hand. Like dude, <laughs> that one scene where he basically one v ones an entire droid army is like one of the main reasons I love Star Wars. Because I watched that episode like a hundred times when he was just beating the shit out of all these droids with his fist. God, imagine if they could have used a speed fist in the movie. Just like, yeah, oh, damn it, so much wasted potential. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, in another. I think po- that's what it. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. You know, is that there's so much potential, and we can see what happens when that potential is realized, like in the Mandalorian, when they make amazing, super entertaining content that everybody loves, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, and if you're a really hardcore Star Wars fan, you love it ten times more. You know, 
Like, yeah. Disney isn't utilizing Darth Nihilus. That motherfucker eats, he's a Sith that eats planets. That's what he does. It's the only thing he does. He flies around on his ghost ship, and he has, like, a bunch of lightsabers flying around him, and he eats planets. Right. I mean, and, <laughs> and they, 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 it's like wasting potential. It's sitting there. He's just sitting there, perfect to use, and they don't use him. I, I don't get it. Right. And if you wanted to do what they, what Disney seems like they want to do and, and feed into the nostalgia of the original trilogy, mm-hmm. or even the prequels, which apparently people want to pretend like they didn't happen, but... Yeah. Like, just to Darth Revan, because he's basically Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's cooler Anakin, because he fought in the Mandalorian Wars, which by were all accounts, based on what we know from the the extended EU now, but, you know, from, like, what is it called, Legends now? That's the new stuff, right? Right. Yeah, but what we know from Legends, the Mandalorian Wars were awful. Like, they were horrific. Like, the Mandalorians were, take, you know, take it all. Just grab it and shove through and just... No casualties. Like they rode giant beast droids down from low atmosphere. Right. It was it was crazy. Like you know the Mandalorian Wars. There's another great three showing Darth Revan's eventually just going psycho from his war. Yeah, I mean, there's so much that that Disney can do. Yeah. And the brilliant thing is they can take these characters or these stories and like adapt them in their own way. They can change them how they want. But the fact that that they're not using them at all is ridiculous. It is like they haven't even like the fact that they haven't talked about it. Like they haven't mentioned the old Republic once, aside from the fact that hey, it's not canon anymore. You know, right. it's it's just it's so annoying. Like I don't know how else to describe like you know that feeling of just sitting on that pile of gold, <clears throat> and they just don't want to do anything with it. You know, I mean, it's something I would imagine like waiting thirty years for more Star Wars movies and then mm-hmm. having to watch Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah but um i mean that even that like we waited 10 years after revenge of the sith for the force awakens right and the force awakens while people disagree partly on it like was a good start yes it was it was a fantastic start i'm glad i like i left that movie feeling hopeful yeah i was like oh this is great it's like the setup you know this felt like the setup piece it was a perfect introduction of this the prequel yeah it's it's a it's a star wars story about star wars stories it's an it's a reintroduction to the world we've loved and and we've lost kind of and you know sure a lot of story points are similar but we're we're ultimately moving in a new direction right after a new hope at the end after they destroy the death star there is hope right yeah moving into empire after the force awakens there's no fucking hope the republic is destroyed you know yeah like we're five planets yeah we're moving you know we're we're seeing similar things but we're moving in a new direction see like yeah absolutely like you know it would have been great to have like three episodes where like that that scene when the first order you know in the uh the last Skywalker, the Return of Skywalker, or whatever the last. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how like that's how much of an impression they made. I don't even remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is this scene where they're going through this town, and the First Order is going straight up, like you know, root, house to house, looting and like confiscating and arresting people without charges. Yeah. You know, and it's super cool. And if they would have done something <laughs> like that, but for the whole middle movie where they're basically, like, running from planet to planet away from the First Order, it would have been badass. But they didn't... They didn't... They didn't... I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just... Like, I, just, like, I, like I said, Ryan Johnson had a, made a lot of good decisions. I thought, like, the the thematic elements used in, like, Ray's training was fantastic, and I thought that they... Uh, I liked that they made Luke, like, he's been living on an island by himself for 30 years. He's a little bonkers, right? 
know? Right. Um, man, I <clears> thought well, that was a great... I don't know how... Like, we don't know how long Luke's been there, though. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the oh, issue. I thought, it, I, oh, I thought it was, like, in the book or something, like, the movie, the, the book adaption of the movie. Did the book say he's there. been there for 30 years? I thought it was something like 30 or 20 or something crazy. I don't well, know. Well, he, I think it's probably been, like, 10, right? Like, 10, cause, yeah. Because you have to imagine that, like, if it's 30 years, like, Ben would have been really fucking old. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, probably. Well, I thought he was, like, 28 or 29 or something. Oh, no, wait. He was, like, 11 in the... Okay, yeah, you're probably right. It's my mistake, probably. I'm misremembering. Yeah, I, I don't know, but... but I mean, either way, like, 10 years alone on an island by yourself, like, it's still, like, you know... <laughs> right. I mean, we're told in The Force Awakens, the opening scroll, like... Luke has gone into hiding or whatever, and in his absence, the First Order has risen, right? Yeah. You know, so, how, but how is the First Order, like, pretty much the Empire at the beginning? Of, like, how are they still recruiting stormtroopers? Like, but at the same time, they finish this thing that's like Death Star times two. Right, like, and, and none know, of it makes sense, though, that they're, that they're able to do all this, like, stormtrooper, like, you know, taking kids from their parents and conditioning them yeah. throughout their life, like, the empire was destroyed and yet we're allowing this to happen and under the new republic like yeah absolutely that's like that's what it boils down to like you're having a nazi satellite state form directly on your borders and how could you not notice that they're building a giant planet killing i guess how how can one of the greatest leaders in the history of this galaxy princess leia Mm -hmm. not know what her fucking son is up to to. yeah it's, it's and I, yeah. I, I do apologize because like it sounds like we're just shitting on this, which we well, kind of no, are. But being very stern with them, like we're giving it a good talking like, to, you know. The, the the issue is like again, I'll say it. I don't know if Matt agrees, but I still like the movies, and I'll still watch I them. I do genuinely enjoy the movies. There, I go back sometimes and I watch. Um, <clears throat> uh, sorry, I just heard a weird noise. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, I go back and I watch them sometimes, like not all the time. Like I'm sure you probably do like a triple rewatch once in a while, but you know, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's... I, 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 I'm glad that I saw them in theaters and I got that experience of seeing them in theaters, but I don't think I would pay direct money to go see them again. That's, that's the best way I would put it. Like yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like go stand in line, like, you know, just see it to go for another round. Right. Because I just, like, I thought they were enjoyable. Like, so that last movie, the pacing was, I just can't, like, the pacing was just so fast. Yeah. It, that's why, to me, it was just not a very, like, a movie. It was, like, almost, there were a lot of mistakes made, like, basic mistakes. You know? I just trying to understand how something with a $400 million budget could have made so many mistakes. Right. <laughs> basic uh, writing a- mistakes. <laughs> Like it's just it's, uh, for these the amount of money you're hucking at these movies, you should be able to produce masterpieces. You know, right. that's like the issue I'm having with the new like the. Did you watch like the remake of The Lion King? I or, did. Like, yeah. You know the new Beauty and the Beast, and like it was just okay, right? It wasn't like mind-blowingly amazing, like watching the first Lion King was, right? Yeah, I mean, with and, the with the Lion King, like it's like the obviously the uh, the effects and the CGI are really fucking good. But yeah. it's not new because, like, we got that with the Jungle Book when John Favreau yeah. did that. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, it, it was fine. But it was just like The Lion King, you know. It's the same thing. Yeah, and it's like the thing. Like these, this is supposed to be Disney. Like they're the kings of entertainment. They're supposed to be making the best, like Disney magic. That's what's supposed to be in their movies. And it's just like lately, it's just been there's been a dearth of it, you know. Like I think the last time I watched the Disney, well, it was probably a Pixar film or something. But just how like you know this level of magic because the thing about childlike stories like that is that they're so 
they have to walk on eggshells while at the same time presenting very difficult themes that like, you know, are hard for kids to understand. That's, it's just, they were so good at doing that for such a long time. And I just, I don't know what happened, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, the other issue, like, you know, even through like the last Jedi, like the stakes are high, the whole movie, but in the rise of Skywalker, it feels like there's like no stakes ever. Like, yeah. like, oh... Until they throw the Palpatine death fleet at you. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, guys, guess what? Chewbacca's dead. JK, oh, C-3PO, uh, C-3PO's gone forever. We're gonna, ah, JK. Uh, we're gonna twist your depths just a little bit. Not too hard, though. <laughs> just... Yeah. Oh, this guy who's been, like, the most devout follower of the First Order, General Hux? Oh, yeah, all of a sudden he's gonna betray them for no apparent because reason. He, because he just hates Kylo Ren so much. Right. That's the only reason he's gonna do it. Oh, and also, hey guys, remember all the times that Kylo Ren made the actual decision to stay evil by killing his dad and then trying to kill Luke and becoming the new supreme leader? Oh, no, he's still redeemable, even though he's made his decision multiple times to continue Mm -hmm. to be a bad guy. But the one thing he does good, he's a good guy now. Yeah. Like, I I wanted a Ben Solo redemption arc, but Uh like... It should have started and ended with like somewhere in the realm of the Last Jedi and not carried over because by making the decision to be the supreme leader, like you had your chance, like you had your way out, but you yeah. you chose to be evil. Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear the? I read a story. Um, like it was just an article I read in passing, but apparently uh, Adam Driver has his own head cannon for Kylo Ren in his head. I, I didn't like, see that. Yeah, that's what he just thinks about. Like, that's what he just thinks about when he thinks about Kylo Ren is just his headcanon now, because probably because of how borched that arc was, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it's and it's not just his arc. It's like... Everybody. Like, everybody, yeah. Like Finn, Finn was screaming, Ray, there's something I need to tell you. <laughs> right. Which Never comes up again. J.J. A- Abrams did talk about that. He said, oh, he wanted to tell Ray he's Force-sensitive. That's, like, how he knew she's in danger and stuff. Like, no, bitch. He knows she's in danger because she's, like, in the middle of a fucking That's water storm. Like, yeah. like, yeah, like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, like, I never thought of Ray and, and Finn as, like, romantic. Like, to me, that never crossed my mind. I always thought of them, like, as, like, a brother-sister kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. But, but That's like, how I thought about it too. But but Finn and his obsession with Ray is ridiculous. And yep. then all of a sudden he's in love with fucking Lando's granddaughter or daughter or whatever or yep. whoever the fuck she's supposed to be. Because let's just make a world that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, like, and that galaxy fleet at the very end too. Oh, they're just people. Like, are you? Fu- Princess Leia herself put out a signal in the last movie asking for fucking help. What is the difference between? Lando Calrissian asking and Carrie Fisher, like, you know, and Princess Leia asking. Oh, well, apparently, you know, you know, you have to have that silky smooth voice and a nice yeah, cape I, for people to I, listen I, to. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. How I much mean, longer are we going to keep shitting on <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll just say, right, The Force Awakens was, was a good movie and a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. The, yeah. the Last Jedi was a great movie, but a terrible Star Wars movie. Yep. And the the Rise of Skywalker was a decent Star Wars movie and a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, it was just not like like, you know, the Death Stars like the Death Star wreckage was super cool, even though I thought it kind of disintegrated in orbit, but you know, whatever. Um it, 
<laughs> but see, uh, the, the Death Star wreckage was cool. Palpatine apparently has like a death fetish. It was cool. Okay, it was cool to see Palpatine back, and I would have been okay with him coming back, except for the mm-hmm. fact that they made him her grandfather. Yeah, like if he was just like, "Hey, Ray, you're a nobody, so I'm manipulating you because I'm way more powerful than you because I'm fucking Darth Sidious," and like I just keep dying and coming back, you know? Right. Like that's just, like that. That was his whole thing. Like the reason he was so evil, he was just this malicious agent that just kept reincarnating over the years, you know. And I gotta love that. And then the guy who played Darth Sidious, I don't know his name, but God bless him because he plays him like a troll asshole and it was fantastic. Yeah. He even he even makes a quote. He even makes like a, a prequel meme in the movie. Right. So it's it's just yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like there's cool parts to these movies you know there are there are little nuggets of gold and people people will argue that like they try to undo the last jedi by having luke catch the lightsaber and stuff and this and that but it's not undoing the last jedi at all because luke is the only character you could argue actually grows throughout that movie yep like he starts as this bitter fucking loner nomad on this island and he and then he he Picks up his fucking bootstraps. He's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, because, like, Ray left him the same way Yoda left him. I mean, not, not Yoda. It's the same way he left Yoda, you know? He's right. like, fuck this. I need to go help my friends. I'm out. And he's like, oh, shit. She's me. And I remember when I was like that, because, you know, it was a little bit closer, because Yoda was like, you know, eight jillion years old. Well, to be so. fair, Luke was like, now, nah, fuck this shit. I'm going to burn the Jedi text. And then, down, yeah. and then Yoda showed up and he's like, hey. That's, that scene, Nugget of Gold, that scene right there was one of the best parts then. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was such classic Yoda. They even used the puppet. Exactly. They used a practical effect and not a fucking CGI Yoda again. And it you looks know? so much more holistic and just better. How did I don't know, start to describe? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing is like, th- there are great things about the movies, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of things that are like, you know, you could tell that there's no plan. There's no cohesion. Whereas even like the, even rogue one, they, uh-huh. they lent into a lot of fucking nostalgia. They brought back the fucking dude who got his arm cut off by Obi-Wan in the cantina and fucking yep. the, you know, why well, you have the death sentence on 14, whatever. They brought those guys uh-huh. back for a tiny ass cameo. Like it's nostalgia. Yeah, like there's so much nostalgia within that movie, but it's a yep. fucking good movie. Rogue like, One, yeah, Rogue One is fantastic. Like God, like and, and, and you it, know, also I genuinely enjoyed Solo. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like, Solo's good. Think, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like the chill, like it's something you take the kids to go see. And like, let's see, they're going on Solo, getting the shit kicked out of them while they go on like you know a, a kooky space adventure, right? You know, and it's like the origin story of how he met Chewie and how he got the Millennium Falcon, which is awesome, right? You know, they're nostalgic, but they're also good. Like yes, they were enjoyable. Like, where, you know, whereas like, the Rise of Skywalker is a bit nostalgic but it's just bad <laughs> yeah it's like you know you're just you're just you get shoved down a hill and you're just rolling downhill the entire time that's what that movie feels like right it feels like an uncontrolled like progression forward for no for like over here over here over here like that hyperspace skipping which totally flies in the face of anything we know about hyperspace Right, and just the like, the amount of pointless scenes they have in the in the movies, like yeah, like if if you hyperspace in Atmo and you just you could like run into a star or something, like, yeah. It's just, it's Sorry, I'm turning back on the whole fuck shit not doing <laughs> thing. So we should take me, hold me back, Christian, hold me back. Uh, well, okay, I'll just say if you take out the Canto bite scene in the Last Jedi, it's a really yeah. fucking good movie. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, like, you know, we can talk about the positives. I mean, like, Rogue One and Solo were both good movies, and, and Rogue One is the best of the Disney movies. Yes, like, it is. And Rogue One is the it was Rogue One was like on a whole different level. It felt like deep and like emotional, you know, yeah. but it, and it's up it's there, but it wasn't, yeah, it, it's like up it, there with was, the best Star Wars movies. Like, absolutely for me, like the high level Star Wars movies, like the A tier Star Wars movies, is Empire Strikes Back, Rogue yep. One, and Revenge yep. of the Sith. Yes, and then absolutely. and then you know, you can have your Return of Jedi and a new hope under that and then everything else <laughs> yeah um, you know what's it's, it's great too is that like from all this stuff the clone war series came from like you know the prequels and the prequels just all they did was make uh revenge of the uh, episode three stronger because yeah. they were talking because by the end of the clone wars palpatine had control of the galactic economy he had pretty much every single emergency power even the ones he was disposed like even the ones they like deposed a while ago right he had all this political influence like it just that all that all the Clone Wars series was was just showing how Palpatine was basically just shitting on everybody the entire time, and God, that fight scene with Maul and Savage Opress was just yeah. Well, <sighs> I, and that's the thing is like th- this is something I've always thought too. Like nobody really likes Anakin until Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like Anakin is not a good character in the first two prequels. Yeah, but you never get better Anakin than you get in anything that's not a Star Wars movie. Like absolutely, he's in Clone Wars. He's great in comics. Mm-hmm. You know, he's great. Like yeah. in books, he's, he's great. Just, but in yeah, the he's movies, like, oh, man, I don't. Yeah, and like in the movies, he's so gung ho about the Jedi code and honor and everything like that. And in like the shows, like he's just this kind of punk rebel ass punk ass bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he's just doing whatever the fuck Anakin wants to do, and he's just like fuck the council. I don't give a shit about those guys. Fuck. You know, like, Commander (laughs) Shepard. Yeah, I mean, even so, I mean, like, I I don't want to take away from the Anakin we get in Revenge of the Sith, because he's really good. And like that's a great transition to just someone who's just tumbling from power and spiraling out of control, mm -hmm. trying to stop something he knows is fated to happen, you know? Right, and And even after he slaughters the Separatists on Mustafar, you see him, like, crying. Yeah. You know, like, like, he's still struggling with this, you know? Where, where is Padme? Is she all right? (laughs) <laughs> and it appears in your anger that you killed him. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That, like, I thought that scene, but for the no, would have been a perfect scene. Like, if you just, like, look down slowly instead of just going, no. Even if he looks down and the thing yeah. behind him just shatters and they shatters. end scene. Yeah, that would have been perfect. That would have been fantastic. But, I, you know, the George Lucas, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You just got to throttle back a little bit, buddy. I love yeah. you. The only no... <laughs> shouted in all of star wars that works for me is when qui-gon is killed and obi-wan shouts no yeah because like, he's like he, he literally can't do anything he's stuck behind this stupid yeah. ass force like it doesn't it doesn't even work for me that well when luke shouts no watching obi-wan get killed yeah because it's just like yeah. oh, okay i mean but you're just whining that again Darth vader is his father that's not true that's impossible no he's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like, yeah <laughs> like I, uh, I, but you know, hey, it's Star Wars, right? So. Yeah, that's cool. That was one of the best parts. Like you know, like that was one of the best parts. Like you know, that's why the reason why the Empire Strikes Back was so good. I am your father. Right. Which a lot of people like now are saying like, okay, it's not that good of a twist. It doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But like, does it have to? Like, no. I mean, <laughs> for dramatic effect, you fucked. Yeah. It's called a, it's called a plot. It's called a plot device. Look it up right just yeah, like just like would anybody really say i know after being told that they're loved by princess leia yeah like 
Well, except for anyone but Han Solo, because he's the bomb. Like, like you know, you know if that's Luke in that scene before he knows that they're brother and sister, and she's like, "I love you." That motherfucker's like, "Really? Ah, shit!" He starts fighting everybody. Like he's like, "I'm going home with you tonight." Yeah, pretty much. So. Ah, shit. But yeah, I mean, we like it. The 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 thing about the the sequel trilogy is just. It had so much potential to be so amazing. It did. It was. They could have. Disney had the budget. Disney had access to the talent. Disney has the brand name to attract talent that they want. Like, hey, we're making. It's Disney. We're making a Star Wars movie, and we really want to make a good movie. You know, so we're putting right. out a casting call to the best actors in the world. It's like, but they just cast like this. Is another issue I have with these the sequels is that the main cast is just so young, you know, like Han and Chewie, like Chewie was 86 or 87 or something like that, you know, in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Han was like in his thirties. They were with Ben Kenobi for pretty much the entire, like most of the movie. And then they go to the rebel, the rebel base on Yavin, which is just full of these old grizzled veterans that have been fighting the empire for 15 years, you know? Yeah. And it just seems like the, 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 the resistance is like all these fresh faced recruits. And then, well, I guess that kind of works. Like, you know, with the hand looked like, uh, Leia trying to lead them, but it, it's just uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think right. Mark Hamill complained a lot about these movies. Yes, um, he did. You know, and and some of it's understandable, and some of it's you're just like, okay, whatever. Like you're just mad, you know, a little bit. Yeah. But he did say one thing that like is absolutely true, and that's when Han Solo died. It like Leia and and Luke should have been there. Yes. Like absolutely because not just Chewy. We're not just, just left Chewy. like we're left with Chewy and like these two new characters that why are we supposed to care about them? Like yeah. it would be so much more impactful for for and, Luke and, the and Leia to watch him was, die. Too that scene on the bridge when he kills him when he killed Ben kills hand mm-hmm. it was fantastic. Exactly. That line I know I know what I have to do but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And then the shadows slowly start to crawl across his face and he just he just turns it on. He doesn't cut him down. He doesn't do anything else. He just turns his lightsaber on. One yeah. flick of the wrist, you know? And that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. And then, you know, Chewie got super mad and he shot he shot Kylo, you know, which I also thought was awesome. But right. you're right. Like, you know, Luke, like Luke should have sent like that's when we first sort of saw Luke. Like it should have been a cut to Luke, like looking over, like slowly beginning to look over his shoulder. Because this dude can feel Leia from everywhere. You don't think he can't feel like Luke uh hand from anywhere? Like mm-hmm. really? Or Ben you know, his it, fucking nephew. Yeah. It's just it's just uh, like like it goes back to again just wasted potential like you know things that to me and you people who are not hundred million dollar worth writers yet, right yeah um you know getting like you know just coming up with what obviously is a rough draft we're making here but something that would have been more flowy a little bit more like you know plot based it could have helped out with the fans and also just made the scene more dramatic to attract regular people you know yeah and it, it's just it, and they just wasted potential you know that's what it boils right. down to i mean and even that scene which is one of the best scenes in in the whole movie absolutely they, yes, they brought back that same thing in in uh rise of skywalker yep which you know the the han like projection or yeah uh, I, guess, con- I guess it was his conscious yeah i mean it, it can be a little confusing maybe for people mm-hmm. but it works you know like it did it's one of the best scenes in the whole movie mm-hmm. but it only works. Ford's an amazing actor. Yeah, it only works because of the scene from The Force Awakens, and it also, I, I mean, the rest of the movie though, unfortunately, just doesn't kind of work. <laughs> mm. So, but 
I don't know. I don't know what else to say because it's like uh, we we are just shitting on these movies. But <laughs> at the end of the day, there's still Star Wars movies that we enjoy. Yeah, we know? love. You and, know, we love Star Wars. Like, right. I love, like uh, Star Wars has been such a huge part of my life. Like growing up, all I did all day was play Battlefront two and the first Star Wars Battlefront. That was like the, one of the first video games I ever got. Yeah, dude. And I, I would just play. It. I had little plastic fucking lightsabers. I'd run around outside swinging around, fucking pretending yep. I'm killing battle droids and shit. Like uh, 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 you know, like. And, Star Wars Empire War was the first grant was the first real time strategy I ever played and it was fantastic. And yeah, like, I, mean, I would always play the Empire because I just love how the Empire ships look and stuff, you know. And that gave me like an important, you know, I'll let you know, aesthetic is very important. Yeah. So it, it's just, um, I mean, and the, I, the thing you have to look at is like the biggest difference between Rogue One and this trilogy is uh, that Rogue One shows an innate understanding of what Star Wars is all about, and it also shows an innate understanding of how movies should function. <laughs> <laughs> on a basic, yeah, it, you know, on a basic level, you know, it shows that understanding of how films are made. But yes. uh, on a deeper level, like you know, it is Star Wars. It is it's very Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, it's about, it's about sacrifice. It's about sacrifice and about hope and about yeah. sometimes you just need to do the right thing because no one else is going to do it. Yeah, and, and at know? the end, you know, you you are left feeling a bit sad, but also a bit inspired and a bit mm-hmm. hopeful, you know, which well, is important. Like, what is it? Like, at the very at the very end scene, like, everybody hated that late scene. I personally loved it because I, that line. It's one of the best line, scenes in the whole movie. That that line, what is it? Hope. Yeah. And that, boom, right into a new hope. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, ugh. God damn it. <laughs> it's it's really good. And then, you know, yes. on top of that, that's what the Mandalorian does so good too. It gives you it makes you feel good about yourself. Right. I mean, it's it's enjoyable like and you see people struggling with, you know, duty versus uh morals versus yeah. all, you know, like it's 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 a raw bit of of cinematography but it's yeah, also it shows but like a lawless galaxy is like too you know just without like out without empire or republic it's just kind of a shithole you know that's basically that was a big part of the movie it's like half the planets he goes to are just like abandoned destitute places now you know right. and and there are human elements to it you know like mm-hmm. these are these are fallible characters these are characters that aren't just the goodest good characters <laughs> that you can't relate to like he, like, he would have died in the first, in the second scene, in the second episode, if the if the baby didn't save him, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he he's still kind of a novice warrior. Yeah, and and it's just like the Mandalorian is is uh, unrivaled when it comes to like what what's come from Star Wars at this point. Yes. You know, like it, they it just took is. one of the most obscure races, those little pigmen that were in Cloud City for ten minutes, and turned it into a full character that everybody cared about. Sorry, excuse me. That everybody cared about, and everybody was very sad to see die. You know, right. spoiler if you haven't seen Mandalorian yet. And like, I dude, mean, I was, and just how yeah. they tie it in, like it's so crazy because you think about you think back to Empire Strikes Back and how yeah. they they dissected C three PO, and like th- like then you then you watch the Mandalorian and and I don't know if anybody's thought I, I haven't thought about this as deeply until just this moment, but like mm-hmm. he knows how to reprogram droids because he fucking did it before. He, yeah, like because that was their fucking job. Job, yeah. They he worked in a junk shop, like in a junk, basically like a scrap heap, just doing shit for the empire, like well being hit with a stun baton. Right, you know, like that's just how it was for them. And it's, it's just yeah, yeah, I have spoken. <laughs> best best line in the whole show so far. I have spoken. That's the best part. Yeah. Of the whole time. 
and 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 he's another character that was like uh not overly cgi like he was very practical effects yeah he, he was very like i still don't even know how they did it like i i, I know that like it was a mask like was it just a really short dude or like do you know how they did it or was it like, uh, i'm not sure i, I yeah. haven't i haven't watched all like the gallery behind the scenes stuff that they put out I don't know if you watched any of it, but no, I haven't. I, I watched the first two episodes, which is really good. Um, and I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but Dave Filoni had talked about um, the importance of of Qui Gon in yeah. in uh, Anakin, right? Like, and he, you know, it's we we all know, like on a basic level, like if, if Qui Gon hadn't died, Anakin's fate would have been different. Mm-hmm. But what he was saying was like because Qui Gon kind of walked the path Anakin was like you know walking like the one between like being a Jedi or just saving people around you right right like he was he was kind of an out like he was kind of like the crazy hermit of the council right well yeah I mean he was he definitely like was his own person yes uh, yeah. you know he was kind of like great because I didn't read much about him but I know he was like kind of occupying that gray Jedi area sort right of, sort whereas Obi Wan is like very you know by the book which the 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 thing that dave filoni said was like qui-gon was the first person that anakin ever like the the closest person he ever had to a father was qui-gon yep and then when qui-gon died he lost that father figure but he got obi-wan but Mm obi-wan was his brother not his father yeah and and if he would have had that father figure the father figure he eventually one day has to become for luke right Mm -hmm. he never had that but he has to become that and that is something that that's a great that's a great that's a great observation yeah that's a fantastic one like that's yeah that's awesome so i mean and and this is why we're so hard on these new movies is because there's just none of this yeah because it's like it's you and me right we're just two nerds that really love star wars (laughs) just belting off each other for like what been talking for I, what, yeah i don't know like a, a while 40 45 46 like an hour <laughs> we, just, we just i'm just like you know i smoke a little bit of weed before we started i have some jack in the box i'm in a really good mood so that helps <laughs> so like at the end of the day you know we're just bouncing we're just about ba- oh, by the way this podcast is not sponsored by jack in the box or the way i smoke um <laughs> uh, or the but, biscuits and gravy i had for breakfast yeah none of those um but we're just belting, and we've come up with some ideas that, like, you know, they're a little rough, and they obviously need to be worked upon, because we just spoke them out, and we didn't, like, write them down or anything, but would have made more sense thematically, it would have made the movies flow better if certain things were just basic things, were just changed around, like, it feels like they didn't rewrite the script or, like, the plot or something, you know? Like, it just feels like they took the first draft, they did the edit, and then they just ran it. They just ran with it, you know? Right. Well, and it just I, feels they, like like there wasn't there wasn't cohesion or, or not there just, wasn't like, like collaboration at all. Or, like, or deep thought wasn't, like, it didn't feel like, like, Ryan, like you said, like, there's subtle things that Ryan did. Like, that scene with Ray in the Dark Mirror, a lot of people give a shit. I think it was pretty cool. I think it could have been done a little bit better. But I think it was a great idea to presenting the Force as, like, this is what the... Uh, Fallen Order does so well, it presents the Force in kind of this psychotic sort of psychosis sort of way, right? Where it's kind of like a deep, deep mental state, almost like you're like tripping balls on some kind of intense drug, right? Yeah. Because you're basically, you're in touch with all of the life in the galaxy everywhere. It flows through everything. Right. Um, and the nurse scene was great, but like the other movies had no little subtle different things or experimental things they wanted to try with. You know, like I don't, like even that scene with Ray confronting her evil self—that was just the cave scene from *The Empire Strikes Back*. And *The Empire Strikes Back* did better, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because 
it's just oh it's darth rage she's got sharp teeth and, and yeah you know, I, it's I, just, like it's just one of those things that's like it again seems like fan service you know yeah it does like it seems like it's so pointless like it made no sense like but that's what i keep going back to again my biggest issue with these movies is that ray does not change as a character at all and compared to luke's change from being this asshole farm boy to being like this wise sort of and still sort of impulsive but learning very clearly learned a lot while studying with yoda um, right. jedi you know and ray's just the exact same person she was at the very beginning of the first movie you know and yeah it's just... i mean and the other like even with luke he grows in each mm-hmm. movie yeah, absolutely like yep. the the thing a lot of people like mistake is in a new hope the the antagonist is not darth vader or the empire the mm-hmm. antagonist is luke Luke is the protagonist and antagonist. He doesn't have to defeat Vader to blow up the Death Star. He has to let go of his arrogance and put his faith into something bigger than him. Yep. And and he even goes back to it a little bit. Like he's he's still arrogant in in Empire Strikes Back, and he still thinks he knows best, and he's still going to go try to help his friends. But he has to learn how to let go of that. How to how to put his faith into the force. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is at the end of the day. Like these are very adult themes that I feel like a lot of people don't like mixing with their star Wars for some reason, even though star Wars is always pretty adult to begin with, you know, like Luke doesn't have to find Luke doesn't have to find his faith in himself. He already had that. Like before the death star battle, he says, Oh, the the two meters, that's not bad. I used to, you know, bullseye womp rats and my T-16s. Yeah. Yeah. They're no bigger than two meters wide. Like he he knows, He's like, I can fucking do this. Yeah, did you watch the Family Guy one? Yeah. Hours with that scene where he's like, can I, can I talk to you a second? It's like, why do you gotta call me out like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah. thought that was so fucking funny. Yeah. I God, mean, there's I a lot it. of good stuff in those. Like like when uh, he's like, oh, you don't believe in the Force. And Han's like, oh, you mean the thing you just learned about 15 minutes ago and now criticizing yeah. me for not believing in? I just love the scene where they find, like, because this relates more to me because I grew up in kind of a family that was like, my dad, whenever he saw something that labeled free on the side of the road, he would just take it. Oh, yeah. Dude, when the, they the were couch. That, the couch and they were shutting it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's had that experience trying to move a fucking couch in inside of their house. Yeah. Jesus. And it's just the worst. It's like such a, such a, such an Olympic struggle. Make doors bigger. <laughs> yeah, fuck? please. Come on, guys. We got to get furniture in here. Like, not disassembled furniture. Like, whole ass furniture. I buy off Craigslist. Right? Yo, I know I'm poor and can barely afford rent, but I still have a couch, okay? Yeah. Can I not have a couch? <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. Is there anything else you wanted to rant or rave about? Um, Not really. I mean, you know, obviously, like, you know, this is a Star Wars podcast, and, like, and anybody is, is, you know, able to voice their own opinion and, and and believe what they believe about star wars and like that's what's great like you don't have to love them you don't have to hate them whatever yeah, like yeah. like if you guys love the sequels like i'm happy that's for great. you genuinely i like, am too i'm glad that you found you know, something that you enjoy and that you are happy with and that you personally love right we're not we're not attacking the thing you enjoy we are being critical with our own observations of our subjective view of it right that's it. yeah i mean we like you might really be angry at us for all the things we said or like, hey, you guys, you know, it's still Star Wars. It's better than nothing. Like, which, hey, it's true. It is. Yes, it is. At least we have Star Wars. You yeah. Know, but every day. at the we same time, that. you know, this is we're just sharing our honest thoughts about it. And and it doesn't change anything. I'm still going to yeah. fucking watch those movies in the future. Yeah. Like I, I own four different versions of all of them because I have to have the box, you know, collections and fucking steel books and whatever else like. You know, Absolutely. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I love Star Wars at the end of the day, right? I have fucking yeah, you know, like, like $150 lightsabers in my closet, okay? Like I I 
still play Star Wars games like once a month or twice a month. You know, I just play them for fun. Like and all if, of them are great. If you guys want to play them, I saw uh, the Old Republic is free to play on Steam right now. Yep. So if you have a PC or whatever and want to play the Old Republic game, you can go to Steam website and play for free. Oh yeah, absolutely great, great. And and all the like, old the old battlefronts are on there as well, but I think they cost yeah. money and stuff. So. Yeah, they do. They're like, but they're like nine ninety nine. Yeah. And actually, fun fact: Steam just made servers for Battlefront Two that you can go play Ooh. now. Yeah. Online. Yes. Hey. Oh, hashtag this podcast not pos- is not sponsored by Steam <laughs> and or any other LucasArts uh, game. Yeah, or anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah. if you want to donate, no, I'm if just kidding. You wanna, if you want, if you do want to, but like you know, if you guys are listening right now, like John Favreau, like you know, just give us a call. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the yeah. day, that's what I think we need is more people like John Favreau, Taika Waititi, who, who just Dave give Filani. a shit. Like they love yeah. Star Wars and they understand what to do. Like Star Wars is just a filter. It's just an aesthetic you put. Like The Mandalorian, at the end of the day, is just a wild western film, but it's set in the Star Wars universe. You know, right. so it's imaginably more badass. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe a misconception, too, is people a lot of times think Star Wars is a sci-fi thing, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's fantasy sci-fi. Star Wars is fantasy. (laughs) Fantasy, yeah. Sci-fi as a genre, like Star Trek, challenges you intellectually. Yep. Fantasy as a genre challenges you emotionally. Yep. And and, and even morally. And that's what Star Wars does. Uh, So, anyway. uh, Yeah. Again... Reemphasize: We love all the Star Wars movies. We just are very critical of the things oh, we Star love. Star Wars games. Just we're just we're just a couple of assholes. That's yeah. it. So sorry, guys. Sorry, we got to be this way, but we just are. We hey. gotta we gotta go on podcasts. We gotta shout, and then we gotta put that podcast on somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> People can hear us, listen to us yell about uh, Star Wars. Yes, sir. But you guys yes, should definitely sir. share your thoughts. You can tweet at me. Uh, my personal Twitter, if you want, Nerdy Boy Inhuman, or mm. uh, the podcast Twitter, which is just across the stars, the number two at the end. Matt, you do go. you want to share your social media? You don't have to. I um, mean, I've got um, I fell off my chair on my Instagram. I'm not really doing anything right now with it because it's just personal. Yeah. Uh, but I am, if do a little little self, I am beginning work on my own first fantasy novel. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, yeah, if, you know, it, if anyone was interested in just wanting to be an alpha reader or beta reader or anything like that, um, just be sure to give me a, give me a shout out. Just, uh, just email me at I fell off my chair, all one word at gmail.com. There you go. I fell off my chair at gmail.com. If you guys are interested in a fantasy book that Matt is working on. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, that's going to wrap us up. Thank you, Matt, for joining me today. Thank we, you for having me. I we, really enjoyed it. We talked for a long time. Yes, I have no did. air conditioning in this room, so I'm a little sweaty. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. So, you know, Star Wars, Star Wars is something you got to work somewhat up over sometimes. It's that yeah, important, right? Definitely. Like an exercise. Definitely. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. If you listen and share your thoughts, like I said, thanks again, Matt. And that's everything yep. we have for you. And I don't know how to end this, so I'm just going to end it right now. Okay.